0: Okay. Hello, my dudes. Oh my gosh. I just sounded like Joanna Cedia. (laughs) What a way to start a podcast, trying to imitate someone else. I mean, I could say folks and then do the clap, but that's not, that's not my brand. I can't steal Curtis's or Joanna's brand because they're their own people and I'm my own person. What am I saying? Okay. Hi, Welcome back to the podcast. I am just realizing I hate the sound of my own voice. So that's good. Um so I <laughs> I had two podcast ideas for this time and I'm just gonna combine them because I kind of I kind of didn't like either of them by themselves. I already recorded one of the two ideas as, like, a, its own podcast, and I was listening back to it, um, and then I was like, this, I don't sound enthusiastic about this at all, and, like, I don't even know why, like, it's something I really enjoy talking about, but, um, yeah, okay, so, basically, I'm gonna talk about, uh, spooky stuff, as well as personality typing. They don't go together at all. There's going to be no good transition. It's just going to be like halfway through this thing. I'll just say, hey, I'm going to talk about personality types now. Um, spooky stuff, I was originally going to talk about it because of um, because of my birthday's on Halloween. Um, so I'm 19 now. Um, So yeah, Um, we're just going to... Today's going to be a spooky one. And also personality typing. Um, because someone asked if I could talk about the difference between different personality tests, so I might not go super into depth, just because in, like, the recording of me going super into depth, it just sounded boring, and I was just spewing out information, and, like, trying so hard not to roast, like, the personality typing, like, methods that i don't like (laughs) because i like don't want to offend anyone because obviously a lot of them do have quite a bit of research behind them but there it's just like it's just kind of a matter of preference um and the way i see it it seems that the one i like most is most like psychologically like proven but anyway i'm going to talk about that after i talk about spooky stuff um So, I was gonna do like spooky history or whatever. I don't really have anything to say for that except for the fact that I was born in uh, a town in Massachusetts that used to be part of the town of Salem where the Salem witch trials happened. The Salem witch trials actually happened more in Danvers than they did in Salem. Um, Right next to one of the elementary schools there's this Um, like, a memorial thing with a list of all, I think, hundred-something people who were killed in the Salem witch trials. So, yeah, we love that, right next to an elementary school. Yeah, and it's just, like, it's just a part of Massachusetts history. It's crazy. Witch hunts were absolutely insane. People are really dumb and, like, that's absolutely one of the times in history that I'm like, oh, Christianity. Like, that that was the time that Christians were not representing Christ well. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Why are y'all looking for witches? I don't understand. Like, just mind your business. Like, I don't, like, yeah. But I do think it was cool how, like, Tituba, I think is how you say her name. I can't, I don't know exactly, but she was, um, an African slave who was initially accused, actually, I don't think she was African, I think she was from, well, I think she was African, but she was from, um, somewhere in the Caribbean, and, um, yeah, she was just, like, it was kind of cool, like, that she kind of had the power in the situation, I guess, because when they, like, initially accused her of witchcraft, she was like, oh, yeah, I did. I I did do that. But guess who else did it? And, like, and then she, like, kind of pointed the fingers at, like, the other, like, women. And who knows? Like, she, she may have just said that to get herself out of a bad situation. But I think it's cool that she's one of the few Black women in history that we can see, like, really kind of taking... stand for themselves because obviously a lot of women's history hasn't been written down because women didn't write it down so no one wrote it down and so I think that's really cool um that she's such a main part of the story of the Salem witch trials and obviously I think it's dumb I don't think they ever should have happened like oh if she drowns then she's not a witch bro that's like saying I don't even know. There's no good comparison. Like, oh, if I, like, stabbed you or whatever and you live, then, oh, then you're a witch. But if you die, then you're just a normal human. Okay, but you still died. Like, (laughs) that doesn't justify killing them. (laughs) It's just, yeah, it was just crazy. People were crazy. People still are crazy. And so, Yeah, there's that. And then also there's another piece of history that I found out in Danvers is the Danvers State Hospital. Um, It used to be called the Danvers State Lunatic Hospital. It's a mental hospital that was shut down in, I believe, the 1970s. I don't know. If any of you know more stuff about this than me, then tell me what the, like, actual facts are, because I may be getting this completely wrong. I'm just saying what I remember from looking it up and from, uh, the multiple times I've taken U.S. history and Massachusetts history. Um, but, yeah, the Denver State Hospital, there were no specific, like, bad events there, but it is the inspiration for H.P. Lovecraft's Arkham Sanatorium, I've never read anything by Lovecraft, I know his stuff is weird and creepy, but yeah, so apparently Danvers State Hospital um, inspired a creepy place in a book. (laughs) I don't know, I don't know why I even included this spooky history thing, Um, it's really dumb because I don't know anything. Um. Yeah, so then I just found a bunch of spooky questions, I guess. Okay, the questions themselves aren't spooky, but they're about spooky things. Um, So, do you believe in ghosts? No. Uh, no. I do think there are, like, spirits, but, like, and I do believe in an afterlife, like, I believe in heaven and hell, but I don't think that God really would allow dead people's spirits to come back to earth until there's, like, a new heaven and a new earth. Like, I don't, like, I do believe that, obviously, there are angels and demons and that they do exist and that they can be seen by people, but I don't, I don't really think that there are ghosts. Like, they just, I don't really think there are. Yeah. And if there are ghosts, it's like, yeah, it's like, I I just don't see the reasoning of why God would let there be ghosts. (laughs) Like, What purpose do they serve? Like, we're going to get a new body when he comes back to Earth the second time, so why would he let us, after we die, like, roam the Earth with our spirits? I don't know. I don't know. That was a really unnecessarily complicated answer, but no, I don't really believe in ghosts, but I do think spirits exist. Um, do you like horror movies? Um, mm, blood doesn't really bother me. Okay. That's a lie is the thing. Like it depends on, I don't know, like violence freaks me out, but not like a ton. It's just when like horror movies get into like demonic things that I'm like, okay, you leave that alone. (laughs) That's some real stuff that you're dealing with. You don't want to be doing that. So yeah, that's, uh, that's, and because a lot of horror movies are based around that it um I don't really watch them um and they just make me really paranoid like I'm just super paranoid in general already but yeah it just freaks me out and like I can't I don't really do well with like graphic imagery like I am scared of needles oh my gosh yeah I'm scared of needles and like I can't do like really like Gory, like sickness and stuff like zombies or whatever that just freaks me out um but I do like movies that like kind of get intense I hate jump scares but at the same time it's like I'd rather have a jump scare than a super like violent bloody death I think because yeah because I can handle that more because it's it I feel like it affects you a lot less psychologically because it's like an initial scare but then it like your fear will die down after a while. But, like, if it's, like, super graphic stuff, that image will, at least for me, because of my OCD, that image will play over and over in my head. And so, I just, I don't like that. Um, and, like, if you do like that, I think that's fine. But just be careful when movies get into things with demons and things like that. Just, I, yeah. It's just, like, have have a healthy fear of demons, but obviously know that God is greater. Just know that this stuff is real and it's not something you should be messing with. Um. Okay, do you believe in aliens? Mm, maybe. I don't know. I think that it's possible that God could have created them and they do have to fit into God's salvation plan for the universe somehow. Um. But if they're like, there may be like non-sentient aliens, so like I don't know, like, Bacteria or something on another planet. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I just remember, like, when I was younger, I asked my mom if she believed in aliens, and she brought up that... She was like, I don't know if they do or don't exist. I don't really care, but I do want to know how... Like, did God send someone to their planet? Like, did God send Jesus to their planet to die for their sins? Like, or did, like... Jesus death on the cross on earth did that atone for the sins of all the universe or what and so I think that's a really good point I mean I don't really care if aliens do exist what's up peace if you're listening to this aliens um but if they don't exist I mean I don't think it affects me either way I mean I'm I may regret saying that in a few years if aliens do like attack earth or whatever but like ultimately I don't think it really matters. So, do I believe in them? I think it's possible, but I don't- I don't think it's important to, uh, know, like, the answer to that. Um, if you were in a horror movie, do you think you would be able to survive? (laughs) Probably no. (laughs) Um, well, it depends. So, if it was, like, zombies or monsters, absolutely not. I would just- I would be so scared. I would just- pee my pants, um, and sit there, do shaking, <laughs> um, like, I, I can't, uh-uh, it's so disgusting, like, um, uh-huh. but if it was, like, a logic-based, like, horror movie, like, I guess, like, Saw, which isn't really logic-based, but it also kind of is, or if it was, like, oh, gosh, what's that movie, where it's, like, You go between different rooms and each room has, like, a different, like, thing that'll hurt you. I'm trying to think. I cannot remember what it's called, but that, um, but that kind of thing, like, where you have to, like, use your brain a lot, I could do that, probably. I mean yeah, it's just, like, I I just get scared really easily, and so it's just, like, I probably wouldn't survive no matter what, (laughs) but, yeah, I think within, like, a logic puzzle-based horror thing, I could probably make it a lot better, or if it's, like, a, like, keep talking and nobody explodes, if it's kind of like that, like, where you just have to keep, like, working at it, and you have, like, a time, like, a limited time frame before you, like, die or something blows up, then, that That I think I don't work well under pressure, but I can't, but I also can work well under pressure. I don't work well under uh school pressure, but if it was a matter of life or death, I think I could do it. That sounds ridiculous, and that's probably not true um but yeah, that's just um that's what I would hope is true um are you superstitious a little bit yeah, um but I don't, it's not necessarily because I believe in, like, luck or anything. I think it's just because of my OCD. <laughs> like, it's, like, because my OCD is, like, oh, you have to make sure or the curtains are all the way shut or else something bad's going to happen to you. Something, like, very vaguely bad. Like, it never gets into, like, specifics. And so, yeah, and so because of that, I think that's the only reason that why I would be superstitious. Like, I'm trying to think... I guess I'm not that superstitious. I'm just, like, cautious and, like, things will, like, unnecessary things will make me anxious. Like, but I do, like, think about superstitions a lot. Like, with, like, walking under ladders or, like, breaking mirrors and stuff. Like, I don't, like, I truly, deep down, I don't believe it, but my brain does, like, think of these things a lot. Um do you get scared easily? Uh, yes, because my imagination is crazy, um, but also, no, not really, um, like, if people, like, jump out and scare me, I'll, like, blink, like, really hard, and, like, all my muscles will tense up, anyone who's scared me before will, like, know this, but other than that, like, it's really just my imagination that makes me scared, <gasps> oh my gosh, <sighs> okay, that was a big yawn um yeah so yes I get scared easily um just because I think about things um but then also no like it takes a lot to really scare me but there's some things that are like I don't know for me it's a lot more like I just get disgusted by them like tons of like blood and like gore in movies and stuff I'm like oh my gosh, I feel like I'm gonna be sick, but (laughs) other than that, it's not, it doesn't really scare me that much. What is the scariest movie you've ever seen? Okay, there's this movie called Repo, the Genetic Opera. I have never seen the full thing, but I've seen clips of it. I don't, oh yeah, I know how I found it. It's because, I can't remember what her name is, Alexa Vega. Um, who plays Carmen in Spy hey, Kids. Oh my gosh, Alexa, be quiet. That scared me. Okay, that actually scared me. Um. Oh my gosh, my heart is, like, pounding. Okay, maybe it does take, like, nothing to scare me. But, um, anyway, that lady who plays Carmen in Spy Kids, I can't say her name because the little... Amazon run spy who lives in me and my roommate's room will um tell me what Vega is but um okay um that you out know, because I was like just talking and I was like where is that voice coming from anyway okay uh but yes Repo the Genetic Opera terrifying scared me a lot found it because of an actress in Spy Kids who's also in the genetic opera. It's so weird, so just bizarre. I, I, there's no way to describe it. It's, it's like, it's kind of like the Rocky Horror show, I guess. Um, like it's just weird and yeah. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's about this, like, the world, like, in, like, 2050 or something. And, like, like, organ failure is super common. And so people have to buy new organs. But if you can't pay off your debt, the repo man will come and take your organs back. (laughs) Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. And then, like, everyone's addicted to this thing called gosh, I can't remember what it is. I don't know. It's this like painkiller though. So yeah, it's very weird. makes me super like just on edge and stuff. I, I do not like it. I recently like refound it and I was like, Oh, maybe it's not that bad. but No, it still is that bad. Um, yeah. Do you have any phobias? Yes. (laughs) Um, trypophobia for sure oh my gosh, I'm literally, like, I'm getting chills thinking about small holes, oh my gosh, I, they're awful, um, I just, oh my gosh, I, they're gross, they're disgusting, um, and then I also have agoraphobia, so it's the fear of being in an inescapable situation, so that contributes to, my social phobia slash social anxiety, uh, claustrophobia, fear of drowning, like fear, just basically fear of any situation that I can't control. Um, yeah. So including like fear of being sick, I have a huge fear of nausea and vomiting just because I cannot do it. It scares me because I can't control it and I just feel awful and I can't make it stop and so yeah so I there are a lot of like things that I'm trying to like get over my fears of them I've gotten over my fear of flying at least a little more um but yeah it's yeah basically any situation that I can't control um not fun have you ever broken into an abandoned house or building (laughs) no but also kind of yes ish um in nairobi we were visiting um some friends and (laughs) my friend luke threw a frisbee over the fence into like another yard and we were all like oh no so we had to like walk around like the outside fence and then go over to like the other backyard, but the house was like abandoned and like there were like broken windows and stuff and like no furniture in the house. We have literally no clue why it's like that. Um but yeah, we had to go over there and look for the frisbee. And I can't I can't remember if we actually found the frisbee. I think we did. But I can't remember. Yeah. But there was that, and then I've never, we didn't actually even go into it, but technically we were trespassing. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, there was this, all the Tenwick people know what I'm talking about. There was this haunted, we call it the haunted cottage. Um, it was like this little tiny house that was like overgrown with weeds down by the waterfall um and now it is a snack shack and they have really good chai and dosas so yeah um yeah th- that's my haunted house story <sighs> um okay and then the last thing i wanted to do was go through um some spooky musicals because i yeah <laughs> Because I love musicals, and I'm a spooky boy. I was born on Halloween in the town next to the town where the Salem Witch Trials happened. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Okay, so the first spooky musical is Carrie. This is based off of the 1980s Stephen King novel slash movie um, about a girl who um, gets bullied, um, because she doesn't really fit in. <laughs> I just described every musical about high schoolers ever. Um, she gets bullied because she doesn't fit in because she's super. Her mom is like super strictly religious, and she doesn't know a lot about like teenage culture and stuff. Um, yeah, I, I think the music from it is pretty good. Um, I don't love the style, and. Yeah, I don't know. And again, like, it's one of those things that kind of gets into, like, demonic territory. It doesn't really... Not as much as, like, a lot of movies and stuff. But I feel like religion was, wasn't was portrayed well in this. I mean, obviously, there are some horrible people out there who claim to be Christian or who claim to be religious, but... I don't know I feel like there was just such an emphasis put on it in Carrie and obviously like that's yeah I don't know I mean obviously everyone can have their own opinion about it but I guess it's I guess it kind of does bother me because it's like a negative commentary on like what I claim to be but then at the same time it's like I wouldn't say that Carrie's mom is really a Christian but they do use a lot of like like, Carrie quotes the Lord's Prayer throughout the thing, and I don't know, that just feels kind of, like, wrong to me, I guess, but, yeah, I don't know, um, my favorite song from Carrie is In, it's, I think, the first song in the show, and it's really good, I like it a lot, it reminds me a little bit of Dear Evan Hansen, like, in that, it's, like, everyone's, like, oh, I don't fit in, uh, how am I ever gonna fit in, it's, like, kind of, like, in waving through a window, like, That it's that kind of vibe. Um, Yeah. Okay. Second, spooky musical Beetlejuice. Oh my gosh, I love this show so much. It's so so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, The music is just amazing. The style is like exactly what I like in musicals. It's like a rock musical, but it's also it also has some elements of like classic Broadway. Um, and then it also has, like, its own very distinct style. Um, the original Broadway cast is just amazing. Sophia Ann Caruso, I cannot believe she's younger than me, and she, her voice is just incredible. Um, I'm really sad that it closed for The Music Man. Like, I love The Music Man, but Broadway, you guys are really, like... You guys are really just trying to put big name people in there to get more money. And I understand that. But at the same time, it's like, <laughs> Beetlejuice was doing well. Leave them alone. So, yeah. Um, yeah, my favorite songs from Beetlejuice. I really like uh, Barber 2.0. It's just the harmony in it is amazing. And Carrie Butler and Rob McClure are both incredible what I know now, I just like a lot because it has the reference to Heather's in it with the I exploded. Um, yeah, um, say my name is super overrated, but it's really funny. So, dead mom is beautiful um, for sure, and home is all home makes me cry super hard. I like can't listen to it, um, and then that beautiful sound just is super funny. I love the tap dance break in it. Super funny. Um just fantastic. Um next spooky musical, The Addams Family. I don't I know people are going to come after me for this, but I actually don't have never listened to the full thing. Um but the few songs that I do know are really good. I my brain is blanking the only one I can remember is pulled and that's just because my best friend sang it um at talent show our sophomore or my sophomore year um but yeah that's that's really all I know about it um but from what I've heard it's really really good um and then finally I have to give honorable mentions to Mean Girls and Be More Chill because they both have scenes that happen at Halloween and they both have like Halloween songs. Um yeah, the whole Halloween party in Mean Girls really funny. Karen is an icon. Um and just everything in the Halloween scene in Mean Girls is super funny. And then Halloween from Be More Chill, the song, uh, just goes so hard. I love it so much. And the way that this squip dances and dabs at the end. Why does he dab at the end of the song? We don't know. We will never know. Um, Jason Tam, please answer this if you're listening. Why why would you dab in 2018? (laughs) So yeah, that... Actually, they dab multiple times in that show. They also floss, and I hate it. <laughs> like truly, you incorporated a Fortnite dance into your choreography. I guess, I guess I can kind of see why people were like, "Oh my gosh, if be more chills on Broadway, anything can be on Broadway." <laughs> like it's still a good show, and the actors are incredibly talented and all that. But still, you guys put Fortnite dances into your choreography. Like, I get that it's about teenagers, but you guys didn't have to pull that out. You didn't have to pull out all the stops. You could have left that stop in. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I, the Halloween scenes from Be More Chill and Mean Girls are probably my favorite Halloween-related musical things ever, (laughs) just because they're both so funny and just generally really wild. Okay, now we're moving on. We're like halfway through, <laughs> and we're moving on to personality typing. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're gonna start with MBTI. So for each one, I'm gonna go through like kind of very brief history and a very brief overview of how it works. Um, and then kind of like the pros and cons of it. Disclaimer, I really MBTI is really the one I know the most about and I do kind of have biases against the other ones, which I know I shouldn't because I should be open-minded to all of the types and kind of seeing how they all work. But yeah, I definitely do have a bias towards MBTI. So anyway, um MBTI stands for Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. It was created by Isabel Catherine Briggs Myers and Katherine Briggs. Um, a mother and daughter um, in the 1940s, which I think is super cool that women were doing psychological studies in the 1940s. Um, It was based on the work of Carl Jung, um, who was an earlier psychologist. Actually, I think he was still alive at the same time as them. Yeah, 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 because he actually didn't like their theory. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he was like, what are you guys doing? Um, But yeah, I can't remember. I, de- I read about this, but I really don't know much about the history. But it's based on four factors. Um, so, your favorite world, it, do you like your inner world or the outer world more? And that's introversion versus extroversion. Information, do you have, like, do you just take the basic information from your senses or do you interpret that information? And that's sensing versus intuition. Um, decision making do you make decisions based on logic or circumstances that's thinking versus feeling and then structure do you stay decided or you or do you stay open to new things and that's judging versus perceiving or prospecting if you're using the Narris type explorer um, which I will talk about in a minute Yeah. And so, it's also based on cognitive stacks, which are basically specific functions of our brains. So, we each have four main ones that make up our personality. And it's like, so for INFJ, which is my personality type, it's introverted intuition, extroverted feeling, introverted thinking, and then extroverted sensing, and so it always alternates between introverted and extroverted, and then the other parts are based on uh, intuition or sensing, and then feeling versus thinking, and then the judging and prospecting doesn't, it plays into the order of them, so yeah, so I don't really know how to explain that without going into, like, a ton of detail, which I probably will do at some point in some later episode, but yeah. Um yeah, so that's cognitive stats is basically there are eight main functions in general and each of our personalities are made up of different these functions, but all in different orders. Um, there's been a lot of pushback kind of more recently about racism and classism and the creation of the MBTI. Um I do agree that Isabel Briggs Myers was absolutely a racist. She wrote a book about a family who killed themselves because they found out that they had black blood somewhere in their family. (laughs) Like, that's racist for sure. So, yeah, I do not deny that she was not necessarily the best person. And obviously, no one's perfect, but that is something that you can't, you can't excuse it. Like, racism is never okay no matter what. So, yeah, that is definitely something that I think does play into it. And, like, there are a lot of studies that have been done with the MBTI that have only been done on white men or even just white people in general. So, there is that aspect of um, the MBTI. And also labeling people, there was this quote that I found that said, you need to be careful to interact from the heart without labels. And yeah, so I definitely agree with that. We, like, you can't just stick a label on someone and be like, oh, you're that, so I can't hang out with you. Um... For me, I use personality typing systems because it helps me to see patterns of human behavior and understand others and patterns are something that I always look for in life. It's like I have a really strong intuition because I know I subconsciously notice patterns before I even really know it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like if I can recognize patterns of behavior, maybe I can understand people better and I can understand situations better. And that makes me more comfortable and that in turn helps me make others feel more comfortable um yeah and then one of the pros like one of the biggest pros of MBTI is that it there's a high reliability and validity so basically it's really accurate across a large group of people however as I said before this large group of people is predominantly white um as far as we know so yeah so there are obviously problems with it um there were there are more problems with the creator and with the way that people use it than there are with the actual testing itself so yeah the nearest type explorer um doesn't really have a history it's just a group of people designed it based off the mbti it's the free version of the mbti it's on 16 personalities.com if you want to take it um It's the MBTI plus one extra dimension, which is stress response. So, you're either turbulent, which means you don't respond to stress well, which is me, or you're assertive, which means you're able to take charge in times of stress. Um, It has basic validity and reliability. There aren't really many studies on it just because it's, I mean, it's a more new thing. It's really, like, unclear who's even working on it, like, who the nearest team is. But, yeah, it's it's out there. I've seen that it seems to be pretty accurate. I've gotten the same result every single time um, without fail. So, yeah, and maybe, yeah, you just, you have to be completely honest when you're answering it and if you do get 50-50 for, like, certain things, then read more about each side and then see which one seems to fit you more. And obviously, it's not a situational thing. Like, MBTI and Neris Type Explorer both give you your personality over a variety of time. It's not, like, just in one situation. You have to think about the answers, like, in general for your entire life, not just for, like, oh the past two weeks. Yeah. Socionics is... I don't even know. It's another personality typing thing. Um, the history was a Lithuanian female psychologist in the 1970s created it based on Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung's ideas. Uh, cognitive functions work in pairs rather than in stacks. Um, I don't really know how it works. A lot of people say it's like a pseudoscience. It's not really real. It's not really based on anything except, like, stereotypes, I guess. Um, yeah, so I didn't really look into that one much because I feel like that was that was not super common. So yeah. So moving on to the one that people are going to hate on me for, um, the traditional Enneagram. <laughs> so this is the, so I'm going to do traditional and then I'm going to do like the RHETI online one. So, the traditional Enneagram is actually not considered an actual personality test. Um, The history of it is actually, it was made by a, I believe, Bolivian man um, based on mystical Judaism and Western tradition. Each person basically has a virtue, like a holy virtue that they express most in life and each holy virtue kind of corresponds to a deadly sin I'm not exactly sure I don't know all I know is that it's weird spirituality stuff and it's not actually a Christian associated test despite what many people think um it's based off of mysticism and like the holy essence of human beings and yeah very interesting very weird but yeah basically the idea of the test which is not really considered a test it was it's actually kind of considered more a way of life if you actually look into the traditional enneagram um but basically everyone's born with one dominant type which uniquely mixes with one of the two types to either side of their original type so i'm a four and my wing type, which is, like, the second, like, most dominant type, is a five. So, I'm a... People are going to come after me for this. Enneagram people don't hate me. Um, but I, I'm a four-wing five, so that means I'm a creative, free thinker. And I'm also very curious and, like, intelligence-based. I think that's the best description I can give without sounding dumb because I really don't like Enneagram that much and so I don't look into it a ton. Um, Yeah so the RHETI is also the Enneagram but it's like a free online test. It's kind of like the nearest type explorer of the Enneagram. Um, It's more scientifically based. It's not like based on like spirituality I mean ultimately it kind of is because of the origins of the Enneagram but it's I think it's been proven valid and reliable so it's pretty accurate across a relatively large group of people um but obviously who knows because it's it's just like it's like a free online test (laughs) who knows um but it seemed pretty accurate for me I've gotten consistent results with it every time um, so yeah. Next is the Kiersey temperament sorter. Um, so this one is also based on MBTI. A lot of them correlate with not correlate correspond to MBTI and Carl, Carl Jung's ideas of 16 personalities because uh, yeah Carl Jung was a smart guy and a lot of people were like, "Hey, you're big brain." I'll take your theory and add on to it which that's what science does but um so yeah so the Kiersey temperament Sorter was created by Dr. David Kiersey he noticed four distinct patterns of human behavior throughout history and published his theory he didn't actually make the I don't think he actually made the test um I can't remember if he actually made the test um I think he did though yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he made the test. So it's a different test that I'm thinking of that the author didn't write the test. But, yeah, so David Kearzy published the test and the and his, like, research in the early... Or his, like, theory in the early 70s. So, there's four basic personality types based on the way we communicate and act. The artisan, the guardian, the idealist, and the rational. So, if you... So, I am the idealist, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So basically, I, the way I communicate is abstract. So I talk about ideas and the way I act is cooperative. So I do what's right. So it's concrete versus abstract. So it's talking about reality versus ideas and action is cooperative versus utilitarian doing what's right versus doing what works. So yeah. Um, Yeah, and so the four temperaments each hold four MBTI types. Next is the DISC test. Oh my gosh, I'm having like horrifying memories of senior year (laughs) when we had to take this test for PE class. Um, But yeah, so anyone from, anyone who graduated RBA will know what this test is um but so the history of it is dr william marston in the 1920s he wrote a book about theories of like cooperation between people um and then other people later i think in the 60s created a test based off his theory so i'd say this test is more about interact interpersonal interactions than about personal like personality traits i guess Um, And it's very often done in workplaces and school settings as seen in the almost, I think, pretty much every senior class who graduated RVA in the past few years. (laughs) So, yeah, Um, those are all the tests that I really had to talk about. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about ethical psychology, so basically using psychology to like, I guess, inform your beliefs, not to shape your beliefs, but to inform them. Um, Ultimately, psychology is neither good or bad. It's a field of study. Um, However, everyone does have biases, and these biases can be magnified by labeling people, and these biases can come through when we're doing research. So, yeah, research can be wrong. Obviously, like, not everything happens to everybody. The human experience is fluid, And so it's not, like, not everyone is going to have the same experience as you, even if you went through, like, pretty much the exact same events. Your brains are still different, and people are all unique, and we all show our personality traits in different ways based off of our experiences, which obviously are not the same. Yeah, so don't put people in boxes, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, Psychology is a scientific field that deals with things It can be predicted as a general rule, but not on a case-by-case basis. Like, you can't just say, oh, because this person has uh major depressive disorder and this medication worked perfectly for them, that's going to work for someone else with major depressive disorder. That's not exactly true because obviously your brains are still different even if you have the same symptoms, even if you have the same disorder. Like, nothing... Nothing is going to ever be exactly the same between two people. So, the same goes for personalities. You can't put someone in a box just because, like, you can find patterns, but you can't put people in boxes. So, like, obviously, the way I use it is to find patterns so that way I can understand people that I know better. Um, But you can't just say, oh, because you're an ENTJ, you're always going to act like this because that's not true. I have a friend who's an ENTJ, and she's one of the most emotional people I know, but she's also, like, very much a typical ENTJ in that she's like, okay, I'm here to get stuff done. Don't waste my time. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, So, it's like, you can't stereotype people based on their personality type because that's dumb and that kind of takes away the meaning of having different personality types because, ultimately the personality types are there to give us guidelines for how to understand others. But if you're just going to say, oh, this is the only way you can be because you're this type, then that's ridiculous. Um, we all have a little bit of every type in us. Um, cause I mean, like, I know a lot of people struggle when they like take the Enneagram. They're like, but I feel like all of these are me. Yeah. That's because they are in a way like I'm a type 4, but I'm also, I also act like a type 1 a lot because I'm a perfectionist and I'm a type 2, I mean, I'm a type 4, but I act like a type 2 because I love helping people and I act like a type 3 because I like performing and I like putting myself out there. Okay, that's a lie. Well, it's a lie, but it's not a lie. (laughs) Um, And like, I act like a type 6 because I am super skeptical of a lot of things and I act like a type 7, okay, no, I really don't act like a type, type 7 that often, and a type 8 because I like to challenge injustice, and I act like a type 9 because I hate conflict. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, so, yeah, it's just, you can't put people in boxes, um, but you can look for patterns of behavior, and as long as you're doing it for the right reasons, aka to understand them rather than to be, like, Oh, I'm judging you because you act like this. Like, don't do that. That's bad. Please, please, just don't do that. <laughs> um, or else, I'm a. I'll take away your psychology privileges. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> that that's not really a threat. That's a really bad threat. But yeah, uh, just en- enjoy the gifts that God has given people to be able to create things to help us understand each other. Don't abuse your power with them, I guess. Like, don't use don't use it for the wrong reasons. That's what I've been saying this whole time. Uh, I went on for way too long about that, but yeah, just be a good person. Okay, that's super vague and really unhelpful. Uh, love others. Do things to understand others not to judge them. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's this podcast. <laughs> I really went off about a lot of things in this one. Um but yeah, I hope you guys liked it. Share it with people um or don't. <laughs> um I hope you liked it. Tell me if you have any more ideas cuz I'm kind of running out of ideas, not going to lie. Okay that's not true. I, I just don't have any really fun ideas and I kind of want to do something like really, really enjoyable. I don't know. Or like funny. Maybe I could go through like, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to find something, but yeah. Um, or maybe I'll have like one of my friends on here or something, but yeah. So that's been this podcast. Um, I am going to leave the link to my music Instagram and my, and this, like, podcast Instagram in the description. And I'm also going to, I don't think there's, oh, yeah. I'm also going to leave links for all the personality typing, like, research I did. Uh, I'm going to leave those links in the description. So, that way you can go check out the tests and all that if you want. Um... If you do take the test, let me know because I love hearing from different people about their personality tests and they like going off about their results because that gets me really worked up. I get so excited. So yeah, um, I hope you guys have a good day. See you next time.